the mm. fact that you created this to serve others, it's just like super fucking proud of you, girl. Yeah. So it's really cool. I've been getting really good feedback and got my first um, dispatch comm center to buy it in bulk for their dispatchers oh! and everything. Yeah. That just happened this last week. So I'm like really stoked and um, I just want good things to come from it. So it's there if they need it. It's there if they just want to use it as a paperweight and just like be like, okay, there is something for me and maybe I'll come to it at some point. But anyhow, it's really cool. And all of that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take your mastermind. So it's just <laughs> kind of crazy how the world works. You know, you're put in my life for a reason and it brought me to this and now that's going to help others. So Aww. it's just, it's a crazy circle of life and I love it. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. So today is a very cool episode. It is part of our client file series. We are doing a five-part series where my clients, either past or current, are interviewing me. It is an ask anything situation where they are asking me questions that are both personal and professional. Like I said, this is a five-part series. This is one of the podcasts, and I would encourage you to listen to all five parts. We are releasing these in the fall of 2022. So whether you're listening to them live this fall or you're listening to them in the future, be sure to check out all five parts because all of my clients have a very different perspective. They're all with me for very different reasons and they've all asked extremely different questions that I think you would be very interested in learning not only about me, but them and the coaching experience. So I hope you enjoy one of these podcast client series recordings. Y'all, you know, I always start every podcast with, I am so excited for my guests, but when I actually know my humans and I actually know my guests and I'm good friends with them, they're former clients, I am always so excited. And today, my girlfriend, Kristen, um, she is Dispatcher Kristen online if you want to go follow her. <laughs> and after today, you 100% will. Kristen has so graciously said that she's going to interview me as part of this client file series. And I couldn't think of anyone better. Thank you, my love. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited too. And when Kristen said yes to this, she's like, yes, we just get to catch up for a whole hour. I was like, fuck yes, this is the whole entire point. So before we kind of uh, turn over the mic to you for you to answer or ask all the questions is please tell everyone what you do and you know where you're from and all, all of the things. <laughs> okay, I'll try to be uh, as brief as possible. So um, I am a police dispatcher. I do 911 calls, business calls, all the crazy calls and things. And um, I will have been doing it, uh, I 
believe it's 23 years uh, this October. And so, yes, I'm already counting that as a full year. (laughs) We're so close. And um, I have grown up in law enforcement. My dad, grandfather, uncles, brother, now husband, all has been with law enforcement. And so I've just been doing that. Um, I have three girls. Um, we are not trying for a boy. We're done. Uh, we're ready to live our lives and travel and do all those things. And um, I live in Southern California. So I work in LA County and it is busy and crazy and uh, getting crazier by the second. And let's see, I don't know what else to say. I get kind um, of tell them that you're now a published author because if you guys have seen my stories before, and this is what so Kristen was a part of my decided to return women's mastermind a few years back. And one of the things that she said in the mastermind is that she wanted to support other fellow dispatchers, law enforcement first responders, basically. And she said that she was going to write this book. She was going to do this journal. It's like our favorite book, the five minute gratitude journal. And so tell everyone what you've recently done. Yeah. So, um, I was lucky enough to join Christina's mastermind in 2020. And I was so nervous to do it because I've never done it before, but you know, she's like a good friend. And then I just thought, you know, the friendship will grow and my confidence will grow at the same time. So why the hell not? And, um, 2020 happened. Um, and so during COVID I'm like, Hey, I want to do something productive. And then, uh, the George Floyd thing happened and law enforcement just kind of, I guess, I don't know, just hit a wall and wasn't really getting support and rightfully so in some ways and not so much in other ways. So, uh, the magnifying glass was on us. And I was just thinking that, um, they need some type of support because we have such a wall up and we are the people who take care of everyone else and solve everyone else's problems. And, um, we don't necessarily take care of ourselves. And so I wanted to see like what there was out there in the world for first responders. And there really wasn't anything specifically like journals and stuff just to be able to, um, let go of all that weight that we carry on our, our backs and in our heads and everything from all the traumas that we see in here. So, um, I talked to Christina and she gave me quite a boost and lit a fire under my ass. And so I decided to make a resiliency journal for first responders. It did take me a little while to like get it published, but here I am and it's published and it's a really cool like journal if I do say so myself and you know it it has the gratitudes but it makes it makes them reflect more on hey what what did happen today that affected me and how did I like help other people as well so that way we're not always focused on all the negative because that's generally what we deal with as first responders I am like so unbelievably proud of you like <laughs> seriously so unbelievably proud you guys as we all know, yes, shitty things happen in this world. And yes, there's shitty people in this world and certain people Mm. need to be punished for that. But what we all know is that the majority of humans are good people. And the majority of the people that deal with the things that Kristen has to deal with are really good humans that hold so much. And not everyone I work with is a first responder, obviously, 
but I just know humans in general carry so much. And in your mm -hmm. industry, and I'm thinking like the nursing industry, the veterinarian industry, there's just so much that you guys have to carry. And mm -hmm. the fact that you created this to serve others, it's just like super fucking proud of you, girl. Yeah. So it's really cool. I've been getting really good feedback and got my first um, dispatch comm center to buy it in bulk for their dispatchers oh! and everything. So yeah, that just happened this last week. So I'm like really stoked. And um, I just, you know, I just want good things to come from it. So it's there if they need it. It's there if they just want to use it as a paperweight and just like, be like, okay, there is something for me and maybe I'll come to it at some point. But Anyhow, it's really cool. And all of that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take your mastermind. So it's just kind of crazy how the world works. You know, you're put in my life for a reason and it brought me to this and now that's going to help others. So Aww. it's just, it's a crazy circle of life and I love it. Uh, I love it too. So now we can talk about all of the things. So you can ask me any and all of the things. Obviously that's what this is for. And you being a client and a friend, it's just gonna go in all of the ways. So I'm excited for it, girl. All right, so let's see. Okay, I know you still do your retreats and you have one coming up, but do you think at any point in time, are you going to ever do a like women's like conference again? Yeah, the live event, the question we all get yeah. asked is Kristen, <laughs> Kristen, Kristen and I met at Lori Harder's Bliss Project. We didn't know each other before that, did we? No. No, I, I think didn't that, think so. No, that's where we met. Yeah. I think that's where we met in person for the very first time we met at Lori Harder's Bliss Project. And there mm -hmm. is something so powerful about live events. And I'll be honest with you, if I could just plan the live event, if I could host the live event, if I could see all the impact that comes from a live event, I would do them every single solitary year. They are by far the thing that is the most amount of work. And it's, it, it's when you're doing it, it feels so, so hard. But when the, when you're done, you feel amazing. Like Lindsay Schwartz, she still does one of the best, you know, powerhouse women's event. I know you and I both went to that. We went together one year. Um, so much work. So, so great. The problem it's not even a problem. I, I wish every listener of this podcast would say that they want me to do one and they're 100% going to show up. The thing is that this is the reason why the mastermind is so hard and the live events are so hard is because people like want to go. Every one of you mm -hmm. listening to this podcast are like, fuck yes, I would love to go to that. But the problem yeah. is, is actually gaining the confidence to actually fucking get in the plane or the car to actually mm -hmm. do it. Because everyone talks themselves out of it. Everyone has the exact mm -hmm. same belief that no one understands them, that they're not going to fit in, that they're not far enough ahead, that everyone else is like better than them and all of the freaking stories. And, you know, mm -hmm. obviously that's why, why we do this podcast. This is why I do the mastermind. This is why I do the retreats and all the things, but yeah, there's just something about a live event that if I knew people wanted it and would show up, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I'm always willing to work hard, but people have to do their part. You know, I say in business, yeah. that there's three parts. There's my part, there's the client's part, and there's God's part. I know I'll do my part. I know God's going to do his part. So perhaps maybe in the future, we'll do we'll do another one. Right now, I love doing the masterminds. I love doing my once a year retreat and then mm -hmm. my one-on-one -on -one clients. But I'm never going to say, I'm never going to say no <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but they are, they are, it's hard to make people commit to do something in person. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. But I mean, it, I, it is so worth it and it does so change your it. outlook like completely differently than it does 
you know, even on a podcast because you're actually there and you're feeling the vibe. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I got comfortable doing uncomfortable things because my outlook with the world and with humans, because of the line of work I'm in was everybody was stupid or just jerks or just evil people. And I'm like, this is not the way the world works. I need to go meet like amazing people. So yeah, going to that Lori Harder event was like just crazy. And I think I went by myself. Yeah, you were because we went for lunch together today. Yeah, I went by myself. I mean, I knew some of the girls from um, a long time ago when I was doing my fitness stuff. So they said they were going and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And that's how I met you and everybody else. And then, you know, ended up going to Lindsay's thing that she ended up creating and then ended up flying to Austin to go to yours by myself again, not knowing anybody or whatever. And, you know, I still talk to people from then, you know, and they just remind me as well as you that there's just good people in the world and it's not just all evil and all bad all the time and everything. So hopefully everybody listening will start writing in and be like, damn it, we need to meet in person. So yes, a live event. That's your sign, people. That is your sign. If I can get a hundred of you committed to do it, I will do it in 2023. That is is putting it out there into the universe. And I know I'm going to eat my fucking words. But if a hundred of you write me and say that you're in, we'll do it. (laughs) All right. Well, 99, because I'm in. Okay, perfect. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay so you talked about confidence so what happens on the days like you have to have some bad days oh totally. so I know that you had made a commitment before to post like every day so how do you find the commitment when you're not feeling it when you don't feel like you have like good stuff to put out to like find the confidence to still post and and interact and be on your stories and everything Yeah, for sure. So number one, I think the main thing is, is like, most people want to do things when they're confident or when they're motivated. But like, it's kind of like you and your girls, like, not every day when they were kids, did you want to like, get up and like fucking change their diaper? You weren't super motivated to do it. You weren't like, so (laughs) high vibe. You're like, I would rather be in my bed and not have shit on me or whatever it is, right? (laughs) But you know that it's, you're doing it for the greater good. You also know that like you've created a habit of doing it. And so my posting on social media, by the way, by the time this comes out, it might be the first time ever in over four and a half years that I don't post because the reason why we're doing these podcasts right now, when you're listening to them is because I am away on my 40th, my 40th birthday bucket list trip. And, um, we're doing five of them. We're, we're, we're getting them done in, in person. I thought this would just be a perfect experience for you guys to hear my clients and, and, and see what they how the, how they are and who they are and have them ask me questions but you know I may not post this fall but I've also earned the ability to do that this fall I'm going to post some obviously when I'm away because everyone and their fucking mother wants to see the Maldives I know I do <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and Africa and all the things but all of that to be said is I I've done it so consistently for so long that I created the habit and I just showed up to it even on the days that I don't want to, even on the days that, you know, of course I don't want to do the first thing in the morning on a Sunday when I'm tired is like post, but I do it because I'm playing the long run. I do it because I I know that this is my consistency is 
you know, my success has come from my consistency. I just show up mm-hmm. so consistent that number one, it's hard to fake who you are for that long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and number two, you do something over and over and over and over again, you become better and better at it. So there's some days that I definitely don't want to do it. Like I'm not lit on fire to do it, but I do it because it's a habit because I know where I'm going in the long run. But Again, it's not that hard for me to show up consistently. It's because I've been doing it. Um, Also too, I've been doing it so long that there's always something to say. And even if Mm -hmm. I, like, this is like a kind of quote unquote industry secret. Guess what? Fucking hardly anyone sees your shit anyway. So if you have to post the same shit every single day, post the same shit. Cause then maybe someone (laughs) will actually, maybe it'll actually sink into their brains. (laughs) (laughs) that's true <laughs> you yeah, like not everything is original it. just fucking yeah. say it again <laughs> <laughs> okay and then okay so starting in the beginning and working your way up at what point did you decide um hey I need somebody to help me with some of these things like getting it organized or helping with the podcast or scheduling clients or you know, sending out emails, like at what point did you say my plate's full and I need to outreach to somebody? Probably too late. I know every single person (laughs) tells you that like every single person says hire before you're ready, but it's honest to God, the truth. And then like, once you get to that point, you're probably burnt out. Um, I think what I did in the beginning, which I I think the main thing that I want to say here is it's easier to hire out and easier to delegate when you've already decided like the whole brand is decided it's your turn. I didn't look at my business as a maybe, or we'll see what happens, or, you know, it's a backup plan. I looked at it as this is working no matter fucking what decision is made. So I wasn't really afraid to hire a ton and I'm still not knock on wood, but I'm still not a t- like afraid to do many things that I know are going to help me be successful or lighten the load or do whatever it is, because I treat this business, which it is, is that I'm the CEO of this business and I have to sometimes make hard decisions and I have to hire and I have to delegate. I think over the years, you become more confident in knowing what you do best. My business manager, Ricky, she's the fucking best. Such a blessing with her. She's amazing. All of the things, but like I've gained the ability over the years and the confidence to give her all of the things. Basically, I know what I do Mm -hmm. best. I know I am the face of the brand. I am the person on the coaching calls and I am the person leading the programs. Besides that, pretty much everything else now is delegated out. In the beginning, not everyone has the luxury to do that. I didn't in the beginning, but I did start about five to, I think I started about five hours a week. I was offloading the things that I just knew were dragging me down. Like, you know, creating a website or sending out invoices or, you know, whatever it was, I did hire Mm -hmm. someone in the beginning. And at the time it was my brother's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was, it was just the perfect person. And like five years ago or whatever it was, but if you can look at what you're doing as a decision, like it's going to work no matter what, you're a lot less afraid to hire and delegate because that's what you do as the CEO of a business. Did you find it hard at all to like let go of parts of that and give it to somebody else to completely like take over for you? Like the controlling aspect? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a, you know, I I don't want to say I'm a control freak, but like probably (laughs) in some regards a little bit. 
Yeah. I'm super type A. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. I'm a type A person. Like I want things done right. You know, it, and the difference in my business is my name is attached to the brand. Like my name, I am the face of the brand and not everyone has that, but in this business I am. So if something's being put out, I want it to be associated with a high regard of my name and, and who I am and what I stand for. But in my business, something that's really helpful is if we were to bring Ricky on this call right now, she would 100% know what the core values are in the business. She would know that, you know, we operate with the highest level integrity. We always put the client results first. You know, she knows the things that we're doing. So if your team members, you know, and, and we have, I think, four or five, five, I think, part time at this point in time, they know like the standard in which you know, we operate. So mm -hmm. I feel less afraid because, you know, especially with Ricky, she reads my fucking, she knows what I'm going to say before I say it. <laughs> and I'm so <laughs> thankful. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, ladies, pay attention. It is Christina. I am so excited to announce that the waitlist is finally open for the Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. This is the mastermind that I've been doing for over six years and served hundreds of women helping them step into their purpose, decide it is their turn to live a life that they're absolutely obsessed with, not only be obsessed with it, but make a profit. You do not have to have a business, but you have to be ready to decide it is your turn for an absolutely magical life. When you put your name on this waitlist, you are going to be the very first one to be notified when you can sign up. Plus there's a huge signing bonus when you do sign up and you get on that waitlist. The only people who get the discount are those who are on the waitlist. So do not hesitate. Get on that list right now. We will sell out. The mastermind starts in January. The Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. Find the link in my bio, head on over to Instagram, text me the word mastermind to 501-222-3362 and I'll send you all the information, get you on that wait list. You're gonna save money. You're gonna decide it is your turn to live your absolute best life. Obviously you and Nathan have a great relationship. So do you guys find it hard to kind of balance because you guys travel a lot, you both are successful in what you do. So is there ever a time where the, the, there's a balance struggle coming in or have you guys always just kind of like synced well with each other and, um, you really haven't, uh, had any struggles balancing business and relationship time? Oh my God. If anyone tells you they don't have any struggles they're fucking lying. Like, let's be <laughs> real. Like, of course, of course we have struggles. We're human beings. And also too, like when we first got together 19 years ago, we weren't even the same vision of the same humans we are today. So obviously mm. things have like gone along the way. I will, I'll, I'll say like the number one thing is like, we have mutual respect for one another and we like want each other to thrive. So like, I'll say this, you know, now, because no one actually knows that Nathan's not home this week. I, I, I don't know. Lately, I've just been like, oh, I'm just not going to tell everyone that I'm home by myself. But by the time yeah. you listen to this, you won't know. But yeah. <laughs> um, so Nathan is away um, for a work trip this week. And I, I know that there's people who like hate when their spouses travel or kind of mm -hmm. get jealous. Like, should I be going? Should I be doing it? There hasn't been one second in my brain that like, I am like jealous of where he's at. And he's at this, like, I showed Kristen the picture before we got yeah. on the screen. He's like in this fucking 
badass mansion in the Bahamas doing some doing quote unquote work. No, it really is work. But all, of, <laughs> all that to be said, it's still in the Bahamas at a bougie ass mansion. But, you know, I think the main thing there is like, I really like my life and I, I've never been told no. I've always been supported in what I want to do. If I wanted to go on a trip this week, he would have supported me in that. Um, when I have to travel, he supports me in that. And so I want him to be the best version of him. I want him to have people outside of me. We do spend a lot of time together. They're compared to like a lot of couples. And for mm -hmm. us, it works for us. But like also too, like there's a lot of times where I don't want like I I'm excited like I get to fucking watch football this weekend by myself um winning <laughs> <laughs> you know I can eat whatever yeah. snacks I want and lay in the middle of the bed hello yeah. so happy um <laughs> but all of that to be said that there's there's mutual respect I want the best for him he wants the best for me but we've definitely you know, one other thing that I'd like to point out and that I think is is helpful. No, well, two things. Number one, we don't have children. So I 100% agree my life in this situation is a lot easier. Like there's decisions that we don't have to make that a lot of working parents or, you know, one working or two working parents have to make. And so I do want to say that like there's a lot of decisions that I don't have to make that quote unquote are easier. Everyone decides their own life. We've decided not to have children. So mm -hmm. for me, like I understand it's harder for some people. The second thing that I would say there is that I have never one day in the last 19 years bitched about Nathan's working. I work a lot. He works way more than me. I understand mm -hmm. that the life that we have and the life that we've created, like, again, I'm on a bucket list trip right now. Yes, I work a lot, but like also too, I don't bitch that my husband has to work basically seven days a week and has never turned off his phone in 19 years. Mm -hmm. um, I don't say like, why are you home at five o'clock? Why can't we spend this? Like if there's days that he has to work till 11 o'clock at night, I'm not the person bitching about it. We mm -hmm. have mutual respect, but I also understand that my life is not normal. Neither is our work schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to you on that one because our work is demanding too. And with him being on the SWAT team, um, you know, he gets called out for things and everything else like that. So we've missed holidays. I mean, we're pretty senior now that we can take off those days, but that doesn't guarantee he won't get called in either, you know, and nothing is, is guaranteed and we're all over the place 24 hours a day. So it really doesn't matter. And when we look back at it, like, the holiday is just a calendar day. Like nobody says it has to happen on that day or we have to do this. Like screw it. You know, we can celebrate Thanksgiving on a Monday or, you know, later on in the evening, or we can have it for breakfast or whatever it is. Like it's about spending time with each other when you have that time and make it quality. And, um, so I think we're, I'm fortunate in that too. And that we keep our communication open too. like, if something's bothering us, we talk about it and get it off of our chest and, you know, we're just open and let the ones say their piece and, you know, either agree or disagree, but, you know, we let each other have our space and everything else. So 
I think that's so that's helpful good. for you to say too, because like, I know your marriage is a top priority and I, I want people to like, I love the fact that like, I put my marriage out there and I put my successful quote unquote, what I believe my successful marriage is mm-hmm. out there. And I know you and Danny have a great relationship too. And I like when people are putting out successful relationships, because unfortunately in the world that we live in, it's, it's not, it's more common to not have a successful relationship than it is to have one. And so, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. how do you guys, like, how do you prioritize your relationship and and your marriage? Well, we do, we've always enjoyed being home together. And like you said, you and Nathan spend a lot of time with each other. Um, A lot of people kind of like joke around and give a shit because we're around each other all the time. And for a good long while, um, we're always working the same shifts together too. So not only do we, you know, obviously live together, but we would carpool to and from work and then he would be in the field and I'd be in dispatch and we'd always be working and talking with each other. But he and I truly are best friends and, um, everything is centered around that. And, um, we prioritize our girls and their life and, like you said, like we work all these different crazy hours and like, sometimes we're like, God, why did you have to sign up for overtime and go in? But we both understand that we choose a certain lifestyle. And in order to keep that lifestyle up, that there's some sacrifices that have to be made. And one of those is that I continue working and I'm not a stay at home mom because I like to camp and I like to travel. And I, I like to not have to say no to my kids if they want something. And yeah, they might be a little bit of spoiled brats, but you know, we love them and, um, we just want them to not want for anything. And so when we are at home, we're at home, we don't discuss work. Um, we might vent on the way home and he might, uh, what we call for dispatch because we're called to call to call. So as soon as there's like a tragedy or something like that, we hang up once the officers get there. So we don't always get, um, like the final outcome of what happened. So it's nice for me that I'm in a smaller agency and even nicer that my husband's one of the officers. So I can ask him, Hey, what happened? And I get some closure that way. So then by the time we get home, I'm not wondering about anything that happened at work. I mean, it's really rare now because I've been there for so long. Like it takes a lot for me to really like be interested in, in a certain call, but, um, we just talk about it. We vent, we like figure out the puzzle pieces and then we, um, we sit down, uh, we change our shifts every four months and we sit down and we figure out when we want to take our vacations and our trips. And we, um, I mean, I guess it's really like simple, but we have our Apple iCloud calendar. Like I, I have my own personal planner, but we use that Apple calendar and, um, we put in there what we're doing and we'll put specifically do not work this day or whatever else. So that way, like we just know like that's a priority day and this is like there's nothing that we're going to go into work for if we can help it. So and we still date each other. We go on adult days and date days and we're not just with the kids all the time kind of thing too because I think it's important just to have that adult time too where there's no like tasks you have to do and you can just be with each other and hang out. Well, I'm so glad I interrupted because that's like so frigging good. And I love it. Like, obviously, you know, not having kids, I I don't think about that bucket, but I, Nathan and I do the exact same thing with our schedule. People always ask us like, how do we do our schedule? 
every Sunday we open up our schedule. Mine is a paper planner. Fuck yes. I'm never getting rid of it, folks. And then (laughs) he opens up his phone and we figure out what our next week, our next month is going to look like to make it very intentional. You know, if you're not planning your life, your life escapes from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something I always tell people too, is, I mean, you're just a number at work. You really are. And like, you might love the job, but the job doesn't love you back. And, um, you know, you can't being a daughter of a, of an officer as well. Like you can't always put work ahead of everybody else. Like you can save up your vacation days. You can save up your, your comp time or your sick days or whatever else to get paid out at the end. But your kids are going to remember that you're always at work and not with them. They're not going to remember, you know, when you pass away older at the funeral, like, oh, I'm so glad that, you know, mom saved up all of her sick hours. They're not going to give a shit about that. They're going to give a shit that, oh, you know what, mom and me, we used to have ditch days from school and we would go to Disneyland or whatever it is, but they're going to remember that we put them first and, or your spouse is going to remember that, like, you know what, they always would set aside this amount of time or they would always do this specific thing, you know, work work is always going to be there and it's going to happen whether you're there or not. So put in the time, but work, work to live. Don't live for work. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. (laughs) So I totally derailed you. Can you remember your next question? (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, we'll just do something simple. Um, what's like one of your pet peeves? Like what's something that drives you absolutely nuts? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know what order all these podcasts are coming out. But Candace, um, one of my other clients, she asked me that question. And I said, she don't know. That's good. It's so interesting (laughs) that people care about that. I don't know if I had ever asked that question. But um, I always said Nathan's drinking noise, he drinks like and he makes a noise and even anyone like if you drink like oh it's so annoying but um yeah I just I don't really like noises I've actually figured this out I don't know why it's taken me 40 years to figure this out but like I don't like loud noises I I can hear noises from like a mile away and like no matter where I am like I love Las Vegas think it's the greatest thing ever and yet I fucking hate noise, which is so weird. Like if a slot yeah. machine or whatever, or if we're at a concert, I am the old person who wears, my hair is always down usually at a concert. Want to know why? Because I have earplugs in. I hate fucking noise. So there's a pet peeve for you. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. A noise, noise is like a thing for me too. Um, Let's see. All right. What's your favorite food? Oh gosh. Take notes, guys. Get a piece of paper. You live in California, so you can go. There's very few locations in the world. The best thing on the planet. So when I was climbing Kilimanjaro, you know, you figure out things to talk to each other about on, on a mountain for 12 days. But someone asked the question, what would your last meal be? And like, mine is so fucking random. It's all over the place. But the one thing that I will tell you is it's called Mastro's. You've been to Mastro's, the Steakhouse Mastro's? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mastro's. Mastro's warm butter cake. I'm telling you guys, get a piece of paper. You cannot, none of you <laughs> listening to this podcast can die without going to Mastro's and having their warm butter cake. They're like in California, Arizona, Vegas. I think those are the only places that there's Mastro's, Mastro's Steakhouse and their warm butter cake. Like, I don't know what they put in that, but it's like crack cocaine. It is so good. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I haven't had that. So I'll have to <gasps> back just you've to been to Mastro's and not had their warm butter cake. What is wrong? No. Well, because the time that I did go there, I mean, it's kind of a distance. I think it's in like Newport or Orange County area. Oh, okay. And when I went, I was during, it was during my competing days. So oh. like, you know, I had to like be stingy and watch what I ate and so All Kristen used to stuff. do fitness competitions. And so like she, a warm butter cake would have just been like, you know, you might as well quit, but I'm yeah. telling you, it <laughs> is the best thing ever. So when you run that race, you were telling me you and uh, Danny are going to run that a uh, Bakersfield to Vegas or whatever race that you yeah. guys are going to race. When you go to Vegas, you better go and get that cake. I'm telling you. You're going to eat you it go. and you're going to text me. You're going to be like, oh my God, you were right. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll make a plan to do that then when we yes. go. For sure. For oh my sure. God. Yeah. You, need, you need nothing else. Apparently they're known for steaks, but I'll be real. It's yeah. the warm butter cake. <laughs> okay. I'll have to do that then. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay. Seri- back to serious questions. Okay. So um, you decided to do... In what in what order did you decide to like start changing from golf, and then you did um, like coaching, and then did you do okay? So you probably did like what one on one coaching, and then group coaching, and then now you're doing like group masterminds. Like, was that just your idea, or were people asking for more, and you're like, this keeps coming up, let me create it. Yeah, no, great question. And people always ask that, like, my business started organically, like, it was like, I never set out to be like, Oh, I'm gonna be a fucking coach, you know, I was just doing the golf thing. And I was doing the TV thing. And I was changing my life. I was changing my mindset. I was making good money. I was like, confident. I was doing all those things. And so it it started with mastermind programs. It started with like small group mastermind programs here locally in Arkansas. And then, um, and then I did one in California. And then like, it, it grew from I knew that there was power in surrounding yourself. Like you talk about, you know, you, like you said, in the beginning of this call, you knew that you wanted to be surrounded by people who wanted more out of life, who had a different type of mindset, who were positive and weren't bad and all of the things. And so I started with masterminds and then my mastermind people were like, okay, well, how do I work with just you? And so masterminds went to one-on-one and, you know, if you're looking at a business model, it's probably one-on-one is probably the thing that most people say is, is negative because it's hard to scale and all the things. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. My coach, my coach, uh, my one-on-one coach runs a seven figure uh, business one-on-one coaching exclusively. So it's definitely not impossible, but it's what I love. Like I love one-on-ones. I love getting to know my humans. I love being able to take them on the journey of like either business or life or whatever it is. But the only thing that we do is masterminds, one-on-ones, retreats, and the podcast. And who knows if a hundred of you say yes, maybe a live event. (laughs) Maybe one more at least. One more at least. (laughs) um so if somebody is like on the fence about doing one-on-ones with you who should say yes and who should say no like when when do when should they know that they're ready or when should they be like no you're not ready for this and I think you need to take more time to think about it 
Yeah. You know what? I will never encourage someone to do something that they shouldn't do. But like, if you're looking between a group and a one-on-one groups are definitely for the people that need, you know, some more input. They need like a group think they maybe in the beginning of their journey and they don't want to fully invest in themselves at the highest level. One-on-one is for the person who's like decided the person who is, I have decided I am doing X, whether that's, you know, changing your mindset, becoming happier, starting your business, scaling your business, getting to the next level, whatever it is, that one-on-one relationship that my clients have with me, it's basically, I'm a part of their life. I hold them accountable. I'm, I am their stop loss. I am their sounding board. I help them become clear on what it is that they want to do and how to do it. It's just that simple. It's very hands-on. You know, I do have like one, um, offer that I now do where you basically have 24 seven access to me, unlimited amount of calls, three in-person events. It's definitely a high price point, a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it, but having me in your life for one full year, I just don't think there's any way possible. You're not going to get where you want to go. I really, I, I believe that to my core. Um, that's why we created it. So, because someone wanted it and then my, my one-on-one that's a, you know, not a hundred percent unlimited and it doesn't include any in person, but that's still Mm -hmm. a relationship where, you know, my clients get Voxer access to me. So they get the voice note access to me. And I want to know what's happening with my people in before in between calls. I looked at my coaching Mm -hmm. relationship as like when I was playing golf, I didn't only have a problem or a question or a win in golf on my exact lesson time, that one hour per week. I wanted Mm -hmm. access all the time. And I think that that's where a lot of the growth happens. So the one-on-one is definitely for the person who has decided I am doing this thing and I need accountability. I need strategy. I need help. I need mindset in order to do it. And then the masterminds are really just, you know, as you know, you were a part of them. You meet amazing people. You have people Mm -hmm. that have, you know, goals, dreams, ambitions. They're wanting to start something. They're passionate about what they're doing. They, they want to gain the confidence. They want to like up-level their mindset. They want to start the thing or do the thing. And, and they like the group experience. So those are basically those are basically the two things. Yeah. And I just want to say, I think it's such like a blessing that it's that technology has come this route because, you know, phone calls were one thing, but now, and I know it was kind of taboo, like way back when social media and stuff first started like meeting strangers on the internet and you know, all that, but it's so cool now because in my mind, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter anymore where you're at in the country or even in the world, because now we can do like the FaceTime and, you know, Instagram and DMs. Like there's so many ways to contact people. And although you're not physically present with them, you can find so many more incredible people that are just all over the place and can give you a completely different perspective, completely outside of your circle. And Luckily, we have people like you that do these masterminds and bring us from all over the place, which is just incredible. Oh, well, thank you. I want to end on this, though, because your dispatcher journal, your first responders journal, one of the fucking coolest things ever when I opened that journal and you guys. So think about back about this 2020 beginning of the pandemic. Kristen joins this mastermind group. She now this year has released two years later, she's released this first responders journal when she sent me a copy of it. And I opened it up. And I saw 
all of the girls from the mastermind who gave you quotes. Obviously, there's more, there's so many more quotes in there. But when I was flipping through the pages and I thought to myself, like I could even cry about it right now. It's the fucking most amazing, coolest thing ever. She was in a group with yeah. these girls. And now these women are still all connected by your journal and your quote, like what mm -hmm. a fucking gift. Like, how can you not invest in that? How, and you know, I, I tell people all the time, like Kristen's five grand didn't change my life, but you know, it's changed so many now because she is sign up. Mm -hmm. She's done the thing that she needed to do. You know, mm -hmm. she has met these people. She's put this journal out. She's gained her confidence. She's serving so many other people. And that's what these groups do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it's just, it is amazing just to see their names in the book. And I just wanted it also to be like really personal. And I think that's what made it personal that there are so many people that don't have to be first responders that totally support first responders, especially coming from 2020 and everything too, because, you know, I know at the beginning you kind of, it started, I think right after June and or may or june yeah. and i was so nervous coming on and saying what i do for a living and these girls were completely supportive and embraced it and you know it was just it was just incredible and then for them to even take that further step forward and give me one of their quotes for you know first responders who are struggling and stuff like that and yours as well like it's just cool and now you guys are touching all these other lives through the book and again because of the mastermind and you know, it's just, it's a circle that keeps giving and, and keeps growing and supporting others. And it just doesn't stop. It's a never ending circle or cycle, I should say. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, so cool. before we end this, first of all, I want to tell you, thank you. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate you doing this today, but tell everyone where they can get the journal, because I know every single one of you people know someone <laughs> who's in that industry. So where do they find it? How do they get it? So if they would be so kind as to check it out or just afford it to somebody, um, you can go on Amazon and just look up a resiliency journal for first responders. They just kept it super simple. Um, or you can go to my Etsy shop and that's under Dispatcher Kristen. And I have like other things on there as well, but my journal is there and I'll ship it directly to you. So those are the two places right now, just Amazon and Etsy a resiliency journal for first responders. Awesome. You guys, you are on your phones right now. You are listening to this. Go click on that Amazon link that 99.9% .9 of you have on your phone <laughs> and go find that resiliency journal for first responders. Thank you for doing this, my love. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you guys for listening. Yay! <laughs> and maybe we'll see you at that live event next year. Yes, I'll <laughs> see all 99 of you there with me. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time. <laughs>